0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com This week we have the S'chus of Leni Parshat Pinchas. Among the topics of Parshat Pinchas is the inheritance of Eretz Yisrael. How Christ inherited the land of Eretz Yisrael. And the postage tells us in Perech HaVav, Postum Nunei, Ach b'gerl yecholek The land of Eretz Yisrael should be divided by a girl. How did this girl take place? So the Gemara in Baobasra on Kuvchav Beis HaMunalf tells us that Yeshua and Klaeser was standing there and Elazar the King god was there and he was wearing the Urim Betumim and in one box he would put all the names of the Shvatim and the other box they put the names of the different portions of Eretz Yisrael. And the Gemara tells us that Elazar said that um, when Shevet Zvulun will be chosen, it will be go together with the section of Akrei and when Naftali will be chosen it will go with the section of Gineisar and he said, however, each, each Shavit will get which portion. And you'll see that is what will come up in the lot, in the lottery. And sure enough, when Shavit, the Nazi of Naftali came up to choose, he would put his hand in the whole box of Shvatim and his pun, he would pick his one. His one came up. And then they would choose the one from the Chalakim of Heret Yisrael, and the one that the Kangala said would be his was his. It was amazing how everyone saw that it was straight from Hashem, how they would get it. That's what the Passover tells us. The Passover, however, continues. According to the names of their fathers, they will inherit. What does that mean? So Rashi brings from the Gemara that what happened was as follows. That this type of Yerusha was different than a regular Yerusha. What does it mean according to their names of their fathers? So Rashi explains from the Gemara that this is different than every other inheritance. Why is that? Shekola nakles, every other time there's an inheritance. Hachayim The living inherit the dead. Somebody dies, and the children inherit the, the person who died. Vikan meisim Here, however, the dead inherit the live. The living. How could that be? How is that? Ketzat. So Rashi goes on to explain, if there are two brothers who went out of Mitzrayim, and one brother has one son, ready to go into Eretz Yisrael. And the other brother has three sons ready to enter Eretz Yisrael. Then that's altogether four portions. These four portions would then go back to their parents' father, which means to their grandfather, and then the two sons who actually left Mitzrayim with Yarshin. So now we're dealing with four portions. They would go to the two sons. Their own children, those two sons, one had one son and one had three. Turns out from those four portions... There were three and one. They're all four altogether. Now the one who's one son, he gets two portions. And the one who has three sons, he gets one, they get two portions as well. Why is that? Why doesn't each one get one? So we see, says, the, the Gemara tells us, because the people who were Yarashim were those who left Eretz Yisrael, not necessarily those who are going into Eretz Yisrael. Which brings us to the question, why is it that way? Why is it that the Mason, Yarshim, and that the dead are inheriting the live ones, which means the people who left Mitzrayim, who are now dead, they are Yarshning, the ones who are alive now going into Yisrael, why is it instead of Chaim, Yarshim, the people who are alive now, they should be inheriting from the portions of their father. Explains to Rosham that oftentimes when someone is rebuked, someone is criticized for something, even if they're on the level that they accept the rebuke, and they'll change their ways. The tendency is to be angry at the person who rebuked you, to be bitter about the situation. Even if you're big enough to recognize that you were wrong and you should change your ways, and you change your ways, lingering in your heart, perhaps, is an anger, is a bitterness about this whole situation. These people who left Mitzrayim, they had the opportunity to go into Eretz They sent Meraglim, they got caught up in the whole lie of Eretz of the Atzis Meraglim, and they cried the whole night and they said, oh, if only we would die in the desert and not go into Eretz Yisrael, because we can't go in. And they cried the whole night and the Shem said, fine. You don't want to go into Eretz Yisrael, You want to die in the desert? That's what will happen. The next morning they woke up. The sun was rising. They realized their mistake and they said, Maisha, we are now ready to go into Eretz Yisrael. We made a mistake. And Maisha said, no, now it's too late. What happened was, the Yetzirah was gone and now they realized the truth. They're ready to go in. But Maisha said, now it's too late. And every year, on the night of Tisha B'av, approximately 15,000 of the Jews would die until ultimately they all died before they went into Eretz Yisrael, that generation. You would think, says Rav Hirsch, that they would have this bitterment against Eretz Yisrael, that every year they would say, you know why we're dying? We're dying because of Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael is the source of our death. And they would have a bitter feeling towards it. And that feeling, either said or thought, implicit or explicit, would be given over to their children. And the children would have this not good relationship with Ereti They wouldn't feel the love, the havas of Ereti Explains of Hirsch, this was the Dardaya. These people recognized that they were wrong. They understood the consequence. And therefore, the love to Yisrael still existed. What they gave over to their children was the love of Ertisol. And that, explains of Hirsch, is why it is that in this situation, different Mesim Yarshim Hasechayim, they gave over the Arusha to their children, the love of Eret even though they could have felt bitter because that was the source of all their dying. And that was the amazing of this Dardaya. It explains the verse, you see from here, that sometimes a person could have accept rebuke and do the right thing, but still feel bitter. The goal is, the person to accept rebuke. We all do things that are wrong. The question is when we get the rebuke, how do we act? When we get this rebuke and we're criticized, not only do we accept it and fix our ways, but do we have a positive feeling and a thankfulness that we're able to change our ways? Rav Yaakov Galinsky Zatzal from Bene would often say over how he was once or a few times he would spend time in the Panavitch Yeshiva, and there was a fellow there who would learn the whole time. He was mamash a At one time he would go over to he went over to this person. He said, "Explain to me how you such a masmid." The person didn't want to answer him. He didn't want to talk to him. And he noticed that this person was in the Be'es Mamish from Havdalah to Lexington. He would come in Matash Shabbos, stay there the whole week and only go home here Shabbos. In fact, he would eat in yeshiva, he would sleep in his place. He would sleep in his place and he would learn and learn and learn. His wife would come to him once a week to bring him some food. They would tell him that his wife is here, he would go outside, accept the food, schmooze with her a little and then go back inside and continue learning. And he was there the whole week. Well, one time, Yakov Galinsky saw him on Shabbos. He was walking and he came over to me. And he said, okay, now you're walking the show. Explain to me. How did you become such a masmid? So the bacher, it wasn't a bacher. He looks at him. He says, you know, when I was a bacher and I was in yeshiva, I learned before the war, I learned by the briskarov in brisk. And I was the biggest schmoozer in yeshiva. I was the biggest hacker. I wouldn't learn a word. I would sit in my Gemara, open my Gemara and begin to schmooze. And everybody in Yeshiva knew you wanted to know something, you came over to me, I was the source of all information, and it would schmooze the whole Seder away. This is how it was day after day after day. I was the biggest schmoozer. At one time, the Briskrov calls me over, and he tells me as follows. He says, You know, this is and he says, I just want to tell you something. The mission of us, the beginning of Perik, in, in Perik Gimel, of Vav tells us that when somebody sits down to learn, HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself, the Shekhinah himself, sits down with him. And that's the power when someone sits down to learn such a holy thing that Hashem sits with him. So you sit down, you open your Gemara, you're about to start learning and Hashem comes. A moment later, you start the shmooze. You start the shmooze, Hashem picks up and he leaves. 20 minutes later, you start to learn for a moment, Hashem comes again. You start the shmooze and Hashem leaves. Can you imagine how many times you're sending Hashem away from you? Think about it. Think of what you're doing. That was a conversation I had with the Briskerov And I was shaken. And then when I was in bed, I was twisting and turning. I couldn't fall asleep. I wasn't just thinking how much time I was wasting. I was thinking of how many times the Rabbin Shlomo, the Shekhinah itself, came to sit with me. And I, I sent them away. I sent away the Shekhinah. And I was so uh, upset and moved by this. I decided that that's it. I'm not schmoozing anymore. Not because I'm not allowed to schmooze, but because I don't want to send the shem away from me. And starting the next morning, the next morning, I wouldn't schmooze anybody. People still came over to me. It took a few days for them to realize that I'm not the schmoozer anymore. And day by day, week by week, month by month, and year by year, I improved and improved and improved. I wouldn't schmooze. And now, Baruch Hashem, I'm able to learn straight the whole time for hours and hours, every day, day after day. And Yachav Galinsky would often say over the story, and you would say it's amazing when people hear the story. They're so impressed by the brisk of this idea, how Khajborhu sits with us when we learn. But Vyakov Galinsky would say that's not what I'm impressed by. I'm impressed how a bacher can be criticized, yet realize the truth of it and turn his life around. Because we are all we all do things wrong. The question is when we listen to the criticism, if we do something about it. And even if we listen to the criticism, and even if we do something about it, Do we feel bitter towards it? Or do we appreciate it and change and turn our our lives around? And from this passage, we see why the Dara of the Midbrook is called the Dara Deya. Because they realize the importance of always striving to prove ourselves. And we too can do the same thing. We're never going to stop from doing things wrong. And we're always going to get criticized. The question is how we're going to react to that criticism. Because we can take it and use it to grow. Have a wonderful Shabbos.